Hey there, this is Joy Dooling from The Joy of Membership. Are you looking for fresh, practical ideas to help you grow your association, trade group, professional society, or membership-based nonprofit more quickly? The Member Experience Advantage is a live weekly broadcast aimed at providing exactly that. Subscribe right now to connect around topics related to membership growth, engagement, and retention. Now let's get on with this week's show. Hey there, welcome back to the Member Experience Advantage. So this is the last broadcast of February. I can hardly believe it. So next week we will, um, I see as being kind of on the um, downward slope towards spring. In fact, someone just mentioned to me a couple days ago that we're just a little bit away from when we, most of us here in the U.S., spring forward with our clocks. So, um, yeah, spring is nearly upon us, although today we have some snow flurries going on outside and I'm kind of ready to say goodbye to winter and hello to spring. Um, but in addition to being the last um, the last broadcast of February, it's also the last broadcast in our four-part series that's called um, Why Don't They Join? So you may recall last month we were talking about um, why they don't know we exist, and then this month we've done a, a four-part series on why they don't join. So if you've missed any of the previous topics, you can, of course, just hop back a few episodes and catch it from the beginning. But we've essentially talked about um, members' needs being met inadvertently by um, providing too much value for free. Now, I'm a big believer in providing value, but it, there is there is a line that you have to make sure that you know where that line is and that you're not inadvertently crossing it because um, if people are getting their needs satisfied, they won't have an incentive to come join you and partake in the benefits that you are trying to offer. And sometimes it can be kind of hard to figure out where that line is, but that can be the first reason why people aren't joining. They may already be getting their needs met. The second reason I think that um, a lot of people um, may kind of stay in your circle, but they're not actually joining is because they've gone off or blind. So um, if it's been a while since you have shaken up what you offer, people just may not notice it anymore. So every now and then you have to, you know, air it out, freshen it up and um, talk about what you offer in a way that is slightly different. And then the third reason we talked about last week is that um, people may actually need something different than what you're offering. So it's the leaky boat analogy that if you want them to come to a beach party, but they're focused on the leak in their boat, maybe you ought to be offering patching kits for the leaky boat rather than a beach party. So it's a matter of making sure that what you're offering is in alignment with what people actually need and their needs can change. They can shift over time. So if your organization has been offering the same, pretty much the same thing for decades, there's a good chance that 
it hasn't kept up with the times and you need to revisit and make sure that you are in alignment with what people actually want to buy. So in this fourth part in the series, I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the impact of subscription fatigue. Now, I believe that subscription fatigue is probably the biggest reason why people say, oh, it's so hard to sell people on membership these days. You know, it's getting harder and harder and people just aren't joiners nowadays. And you know, people are joining, you know, Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups and things, and they're not joining their professional association. I think it's subscription fatigue that is a huge impact on whether people choose to join. That's a reality, and you have to address it, anticipate it, and address it. So there are a couple of reasons why I think that subscription fatigue is increasingly becoming an issue. Um, first of all, if you look at anything that you are purchasing, there's a good chance that there is a subscription for it. I mean, look at Amazon where they've shifted from, you know, one-off sales to now having Amazon Prime. And they even have where you can um, subscribe to the, to the products that you need to buy on a repetitive basis. Um, they have, you have Netflix, you have um, services that let you buy razors on subscription. There are meal planning subscriptions, pretty much anything you need in your life. There is some company out there that is willing to offer you a subscription for it. Secondly, that um, dynamic in the marketplace is only going to increase. So um, organizations that are not currently offering subscriptions are probably going to start offering subscriptions in the future. It's just um, the way of the economic marketplace right now. So I saw a study at one point that said that um, 80 plus percent of companies would be offering some sort of subscription by the end of 2020. 80% is a lot. <laughs> it's like mind boggling. So what are we to do in this marketplace where subscription fatigue might be very real and where you might be trying to get people to join, you know, this professional association or trade group and, um, you know, people just aren't sure they want another subscription hitting their credit card um, every year, or every month or every quarter. So I have three specific tips. Um, first of all, be essential. Now that sometimes is easier said than done, but the organizations that I have seen being really successful are those that have come up with an angle that makes them essential to their audience. So perhaps it is a special, um, highly coveted industry report that people can only get through you. Maybe it is a service that they are able to get um, that is delivered only through you. Perhaps it is you know, a special negotiated discount that is, again, highly coveted, highly al aligned with what the market needs, but they can only get that by going through you. So those 
organizations that are able to kind of figure out what that um, golden goose is, <laughs> the goose that lays the golden eggs, if you're able to figure out what that is for your marketplace, and um, you are able to uh, creatively weave that into your offerings, that makes you essential. The second tip I have is to pre-address the objections. If you know that people are going to be, you know, looking at all these subscriptions they have and thinking, okay, how can I reduce some of these subscriptions? Can you pre-think about the things that might make them want to drop yours. So some common objections might be, and you know, we're talking about you know, people joining. So you know, we're talking about them adding another subscription in the midst of having all of these other things hitting their credit cards. So what would make them say no to adding another charge to their credit card? Um, common objections are, a budget, of course, that's the one thing people will come back to. Well, I really can't afford it this year. Um, so addressing budget, addressing time to participate. Um, how long are they going to have to invest in participating in what you offer in order to receive benefits? Um, are they already involved in another organization that is similar? So um, they may see what you're offering as duplicative. It's those sorts of things. If you can just step back, put yourself in the shoes of your potential member and think about why, why might they say no? And then strategically weave in the answers to those no's into your into your marketing, into your um, your benefits page where you're explaining what is available. Uh, anticipate that those are going to be the thoughts in the back of their head and head it right off at the pass where you've already addressed all the reasons why they might say no. So the third tip that I have um, related to this subscription fatigue issue is to develop new options. So, um, you know, a lot of associations kind of offer their um, benefit packages in very similar ways. You have networking meetings, you have a conference, you maybe have educational webinars, you know, maybe you have, you know, some members only discounts, you know, things like that. And they tend to be packaged in very similar ways. Well, sometimes you can make your organization stand out amidst all of the other possible subscriptions just by framing yours in a little different way. So um, consider creative new options like a, a virtual only membership or a create your own group rate to encourage you know people to join with a cohort of, um, you know, college mates who are all coming out into the profession or um, a, a cohort that is, um, you know, prospective members so all live in the same community. So come up with some creative ways that people can join that they're not accustomed to seeing. You might also have um, a la carte menus. So instead of requiring people to join and receive kind of the same um, 
the same slate of membership benefits, um, what would happen if you broke those out into a menu where someone could custom create the membership that makes the most sense for them? Um, this has been used really successfully in um, like museum memberships. So if you think about the audience that may purchase a, a membership to a museum, you might have um, individuals, you might have couples, you might have families, um, you might have people who enjoy, you know, the evening entertainment that's offered at the museum, but they would never come to it during the day. So there are ways that you can split up the benefits of your membership that would allow people to just kind of pick and choose the options that make the most sense for them. So instead of then feeling like they um, are buying a membership where 90% of the stuff doesn't apply to them, they instead have built a membership where 100% of the things actually apply to them and they're excited about participating in. So um, all of these strategies that I'm mentioning really do require some creativity. And sometimes we're too close to our own membership to be able to come up with creative ideas. So, um, you know, I just, I put these out there to perhaps trigger some new thinking for you. And I hope that you find some little nugget in here that maybe makes you think a little bit differently about how your particular organization is offering what you do. So that ideally we can get more people um, out of that mode of just hanging around you and actually taking action to join you and become part of your active membership. So I hope that was helpful. It's all I have for you today. This concludes our special series, and I would love to hear your feedback on what you've gotten out of this last four sessions. So either drop me a line in the chat, drop me an email. Um, I would love to hear your feedback. So I will reconnect with you same time, same place next week. Take care and have a great rest of your week.